Hi guys, I'm gonna go through steps for you today if you were to start your fat loss journey in 2023. Now for those of you who don't know, in 2022, I decided to go through a fat loss journey because I was turning 30. Now, my conditions were a little bit maybe similar to you or different, but I believe I have a lot of tips I will help you out. And I promise you, if you listen all the way through, you will get the advice that you need and you'll start to see the changes too. Now for myself, I was pretty run down because I was working in a personal training studio, ironically, and I was also unfit. I'd be working six days a week, waking up and leaving my house at 4.30 a.m. and not getting home till about 7.30. And this is when all the weight started to pile on, and maybe you can relate to me as well. I was starting to feel fat. I was starting to build on the fat and feeling uncomfortable and losing confidence. Anyway, there's enough about that part. It's time to actually show you what we're going to do. So to cut to the chase, the first thing that would do is start to establish how much food I need to eat. And this is using a BMR calculator. Now you're probably wondering, maybe you have done this in the past. It's very simple, but let's tell you why you wanna do things. Because if you don't do something, there are three reasons why. And usually it's because A, you're not motivated, which we'll tackle later on. B, you don't know how to do it, or you don't know why you're doing it. And I'm gonna make sure that we nail all three parts of it to every single point today. So the reason why we wanna do the BMR calculator, this is the minimum amount of food that you need to consume to make sure that your body can even regulate and look after yourself, to even exist. This is the bare minimum and this is where people go wrong, especially if you've been dieting many times in the past and failed. People will try and consume as little calories as possible and more than likely consume less than what their body actually needs. This is what we need to establish right now. And it's very, very simple. All you have to do is go to Google, type in BMR calculator and type in your stats. Type in things from your age, your height, your body mass, male or female, and even saying that your activity levels as well. Now this is not gonna give you a BMR now, this is also going to establish how much activity that you will do in a given day or week, and also give you how much food that you require to accomplish that. So now you've got your BMR, how much food that you actually need to accomplish your day, and this is now gonna give you a goal of how much you want to eat. Now I highly recommend that you do half a kilo or less body fat loss per week. And I know it sounds a bit odd, and I'm gonna go establish this now because you wanna do the minimal amount that you can keep consistent for you to keep this journey going. Faster does not mean better, consistent is always the best path. And I really wanna hit this right now that you are looking at long-term health, not just for the short term, because we don't want you going down a dark path and regretting what you've done or doing damage to your body as well. That's not what we're here to do. Now I'm not gonna lie that this information alone is not gonna be useful to you unless you start to count your calories. Now this is something about nutrition that I will talk about in another episode, but knowing about your calories is going to be the gold standard and what I believe to be the best way for anyone to learn about nutrition. Now don't get me wrong, it's not gonna be something you do for the rest of your life, but doing it for a good period of time will help you long-term. Now I have started to establish other ways that you can do nutrition, but it still always resolves to at least knowing what your calories are. Now first, if you don't know what a calorie is, a calorie is like the money of food. It is the unit that we use to measure energy. 
So you start to see that your BMR is calculated in calories, your TDEE, which I never really covered, but that's how much food that you need to carry out through your day is also covered in calories. And now we're gonna be seeing how much food you eat that's also counted in calories. If you wanted to be more specific, later on we also break it down to macros, which is protein, carbs, and fats, which also have their own caloric value. Now, I'm not gonna go through that today, but if you do want me to cover that in another episode, just email it to me, and I'll put my details in the description for today's podcast so that I can actually answer it in more detail. But why I want you to establish why counting calories can help you further on, because I have started to establish that we can use other methods to measure your food. That's using palm size measurements, thumb size measurements, as well as fist size measurements for your protein, carbs, and fats. For proteins, we like to go with palm sizes. For carbohydrates, we like to go with fist sizes. For veggies as well, we also like to go with fist sizes. And for thumbs, we like to use that for fats. Now this is where the technique starts to fail because you don't understand ratios of food as well. Say if you're gonna have a palm-sized portion of chicken breast, this is gonna have less fat to protein ratio compared to even the brown side of chicken, which is the chicken thighs. Now, if you were to use that for also bacon, might I add, delicious, tastes great, but the fat to protein ratio is much higher, which means there's more fat, even though you're eating a pump size measurement. So this is something you want to make sure you understand and learn, because if you don't know the value of calories, it's very hard for us to use the automatic methods or instinctual methods later on. So now that we've established what you need to do with the BMR, we're going to establish the second part that you need to do, and that's to measure. Like any good business, like any good person who wants to look after their finances, you also need to do this with your health and track and measure your journey. If it cannot be measured, it cannot be managed. If you have nothing to look back on, it's also not gonna make you know if you actually made progress moving forward. There's research to show for people out there, even if you just stepped on the scales every single day, not making any intention to change anything, body weight tends to drop down. Because if you want to see some improvement in anything, you make it the most obvious every single time. So you could actually potentially do this with the same with your bank account if you want to see it go up. You start to make unintentional actions to help you save money. We're going to try and do the same so that your journey in your fat loss is not going to be stored for yourself. Now we're not just going to use body weight. We want to use other measurements to help you along this journey. And trust me when I say this because I have been doing this for a long time, for myself as well, and even for my training clients for the last 10 years as a personal trainer. If you always go with the body weight, you start to get caught up on the numbers. If you always go with the body comp, you always get caught up on how you look and feel. Now, if we start to look at other measurements, including how you move and also how you train and or technique as well, then you start to see the long-term picture. So for anyone out there, this is the best way for you to measure your progress. I suggest you do all of them and see which one suits your goal, might I add. So the first one I would say is weigh yourself three to five times per day. No matter what time of the day it is, just get it done for now. Ideally in the perfect situations, but don't put too much emphasis on this because you will stop. And I want you to weigh yourself first thing in the morning, after you go to the toilet, before you eat or drink anything with as minimal clothing as possible and log it somewhere. Physically, make sure you write it down, put it in your app, or even put it in a Google spreadsheet. This is gonna help you track your progress and just go, hey, look, how are things coming along? 
The next thing is to track some photos and do it in the best way possible for yourself to make it easier. This could be after training. This could be just a sweaty selfie in the mirror at the gym if you have the confidence to do that. If you don't, that's okay. Maybe this is every single time just before you get into the shower, just take a quick snap from the front, side and back and see how that goes as well. For myself personally, this used to work for me until it stopped. It was every Sunday when I used to do my home workout and I would hop into the bathroom and take some selfies from the side, from the back and from the front with a tripod or I asked my wife to help me out with this. Now for myself, this is not working well for me because I don't train on Sundays in the mornings now. I go for walks and we head out and do our daily errands. So what I do instead is I do it just before I shower. This is something that's consistent for myself and I do it once per week. Another thing that I do is daily reflection. Reflection is always good for yourself and this is a form of measurement that you can implement too. This can be done in a diary, at the start of the day, at the end of your workout. It could even be done just looking in the mirror as you brush your teeth. I know this is going to make you laugh and maybe even cringe as well. But before I brush my teeth, I take my shirt off and go, hey look, I can see some changes in my arms, my shoulders, and I have to try and remove the emotion from it, but be objective with it too. Don't get me wrong, you may not be at this stage. And at times, I found this really hard for me too. So see what works well for you. But for me personally, just when I, before I brush my teeth, take my shirt off, go, hey, look, I want to focus a little bit more on my arms. I'm building up some body fat around my waist. I need to really dial into my nutrition. Maybe I'm forgetting to track my food. Maybe I need to do more food prep. It gives me time to reflect and know what I need to perfect on. And hopefully this is just some advice for yourself. But if you find that this isn't working for you, that's why I gave you so many suggestions too. Now this is my last and favorite form of measurement and that's my lifting technique. I like to show videos of myself lifting because for a lot of the things that I do, uh, there's some sort of progression in the form of mobility, in the form of technique, in the form of how much weight I lift as well. And just for myself and self-reflection once again, I also sometimes watch my videos to see how far I've come from how big I used to be to even how much weight I can lift as well. So I highly recommend for anyone out there, this kind of measurement one also goes into self-reflection and also tracking your journey too. And for those of you out there, this is my favorite tip. Set up an Instagram account for yourself, put it on private and track your progress. If you need to make yourself anonymous so no one can find it and only have your close friends and your team too, but make sure you interact with them because this journey can be long, it can be strenuous, and it can be lonely. Don't forget to bring the team with you. Now you're probably thinking, Sean, why are there no exercise tips on this one right here? The reason why I haven't put exercise in it just yet because you can actually do all these things and still make amazing progress without having to lift a weight just yet. That's right. A lot of this comes into what's between your ears as opposed to how much weight you can lift. From the ways that I've been teaching people, I wish I put more emphasis on this in the start because I'll meet a lot of people who go, all right, tell me what I'm doing and they won't do it. And they call them assholes. They just keep asking, but they never implement and never act. So now I'm going to bring up tip number three, and this is all about your identity. Who do you want to become? Why are you doing this? This makes it quite obvious for other contexts. So if you're a smoker, well, guess what? You're going to smoke. For people who are trying to quit smoking, ask themselves, are you a smoker 
or you're a person trying to quit. And if you're a person who's trying to quit, you have to ask yourself, as a person who's trying to quit, will I need another cigarette? That's a really good question to ask. Another one would be, I may not be a fit person, but I'm trying to be fit. So I'm going to make healthier decisions. This is something that you have to find phrases for yourself that are going to work well for you. For me personally, I've always wanted to be a role model. And as a role model in the fitness industry, I always have to ask myself, am I actually giving the right image, the right message to people out there? I've always wanted to make sure that I could be the point of call when people want to learn more about health and fitness. So I ask myself, am I putting enough time to learn about education or even saying that produce enough education out there for people to learn off me for free or as best they can? So now you have to ask yourself the same thing. You may not feel like you're the fittest person. You may not feel like you're the strongest person. But now, are you trying to be fit? Are you trying to get strong? And are your actions helping you get there? Identifying who you want to become is going to be the most important part of this whole journey. Because if you want to become a fit mum, guess what? Then this is what you need to do. As a fit mum, I'm going to be doing A. I'm going to make sure my kids see me exercise. As a fit dad, I want to make sure that I'm not drinking alcohol in front of my kids. Maybe you're like me. As a fit basketballer, I want to make sure I can still jump and run or at least shoot a ball properly because that's something I'm failing at at the moment. Your actions will start to identify who you become and your actions will start to line up with who you want to eventually become with too. So now you're probably doubting yourself. Have a think about this one right here. People always say, but this person who has achieved my goal has all these things. I'm going to try and reframe that mindset. That person who has achieved something doesn't have something that you have in terms of mindset. So as opposed to the resources, maybe they have a resourceful mindset. As opposed to distractions, they have more discipline. As opposed they have the support team but you don't have the accountability. Maybe they have a growth mindset and you have a fixed mindset. Maybe you're being an asshole and you just keep asking without implementing quick and fast. I won't talk about it today, but the perfectionist mindset is going to stop a lot of you out there. And that's when you start to wait for the perfect time, the perfect resources, the perfect equipment, the perfect weather. Nothing's ever going to be perfect. And I've read that in the first 20 hours of learning something, that's the most that you'll ever learn in the whole journey, in the whole journey. But it takes years for people to even implement the first hour. Don't be that person. Think about who you want to become and how you're going to get there. I want to leave this up with one little story that I've had in the past where you may be used to self-deprecating yourself. And it's pretty funny when you do it in a bunch of groups so that you become more approachable to everyone else. But now I want you to know that what you've done in the past has led you to where you are right now. Start to believe yourself and start to use positive affirmations to help yourself believe it because subconsciously, how you talk about yourself is also how you're gonna treat yourself. Now tip number four, the last one before I actually go into the exercise portion is about changing your environments. Now, of course, at all times, this is not going to be possible, but your actions 
and tend to be cued by your environment and your behaviors also determined by your environment. When you look around where you are, have a look at what's around you. This is my office and I make sure that there are no distractions in this office except for what I need to to do work. If I was trying to do this in the gym, which I have in my garage, it'd be really hard for me because I would want to train. If I tried to do this in the kitchen, it would make no sense once again. So have a think about where you spend most of your time. If you're spending most of your time at a bar, well, that's a pretty easy one. Probably don't go there because there's alcohol, there's food that's probably not going to line up with your values unless you're doing it only very seldomly. If you're more than there, if you're there more than often, then you already know what your first decision is. And I truly believe that everyone out there knows what they need to do. They just don't know how to balance it just yet. For those of you who are working in an office, I know it's very hard to be able to go, hey, look, I want to make healthier decisions. This is probably one of the reasons why I never survived in the office lifestyle. But then I started to make, what could I do to change my cues to help me with this? A big office culture was to have food in your drawer and have a snack drawer. I immediately adapted this and I go, well, this is what's stopping me. Now, don't get me wrong, I got bored working in an office, so I replaced my snack drawer with healthier options. This would be foods that are fresh, which required me to actually bring in almost daily in the form of fruits, veggies, as well as food that I prepped them the night before, rather than just having snacks lying around. Now for my house, we don't have chocolate bars here. Instead, if you go to a candy jar, inside is protein bars. Yes, I know it sounds a bit odd, but this is what lines up with my values. We don't have alcohol in the house. We make sure that if we have snacks, we only buy what we need for that day. For example, date night watching a movie, we don't buy any more past that night. If we can make things invisible, we tend to also drop the habits that come along with it. If we tend to make things visible all the time, then your habits start to interact with it all the time. So for myself, I suck at drinking water. I really, really suck at doing this. So what I do is I always have a drink bottle on my desk and I always make sure it's full. Every time I have my office work that I have to do in this, in this room right here, I take a sip. And before I know it, I filled it up two times because I'm trying to almost distract myself from working, but I'm also having some water as well. This is something that I want you to try and look around. Have a look at your office and see if there's anything that you can change. Or have a look at where you spend the most of your time and what do you need to do. This could even be in the form of your phone. And funny enough, when I used to work as a personal trainer in a gym, I was helping a guy trying to lose weight. We opened up his phone and, and all of his apps were revolved around fast food. From Hungry Jacks to McDonald's and KFC to see what kind of bonuses he could get. I told him, hey look, maybe you should delete these ones and replace it with healthier food apps like Subway at least. He didn't do it. He also never showed up again, but he paid for a whole year gym membership. It was pretty funny because he didn't want to do an action that lined up with his goal. He never really wanted to be a healthy person. That was the identity he failed to establish. Now you're probably thinking, I don't have all these distractions here. Have a look at your social media. Are you following food vloggers? Are you following food bloggers? Maybe that's what's tempting you to always wanting to buy something. So what I did, and I did this unintentionally until now I realize, because I work in the industry, 
my social media was filled with people who were teaching me insightful things. And I say insightful now because back in the day, it used to be just full of bodybuilders and you know people who were really, really fit. Although that's quite motivating for myself, that's not what I'm really turning into right now. I also wanna be a full life healthy person too. So yes, shedding some body fat is gonna be great for me, but I also wanna know what the insights and values of a person are. Are they a family person? Do they also cherish um, family reunion dinners? Do they also cherish the festive seasons? And do they also still have a balanced lifestyle? And say if they wanna have alcohol as well. These are things that I like to see because balance is also great, but also how do they discipline themselves in the form of keeping them motivated during seasons of the year, which we're gonna talk about in the next part about training now. So before we do that, I'm gonna leave you with some call to actions. What are you looking at around your room right now? Is there anything that is tempting you all the time? Is there a phone app that you tend to use? Maybe it's Uber Eats. Maybe you need to delete them, replace them, and don't use them again. Just a quick side note on Uber Eats, I always delete it after I've ordered my food and received it. This makes it a higher barrier to always have to use it all the time. Just me, you don't have to do it, but an idea for you. So the last tip, we're finally gonna start talking about exercise. And you're probably thinking, well, shouldn't we have done this first? If I'm being absolutely honest, if you took steps one, two, three, and four very seriously, and you may need to listen to this podcast again, go for it. Because this is gonna help make sense for tip number five. This is where you start to exercise, but you need to identify your season. For me in December, it's not the time for me to go through a fat loss. Because in every single week of December, there's at least two birthdays and three birthday cakes because we celebrate some of those birthdays multiple times with multiple people. So for myself, this is not a great time. I try not to track my calories as much, but I still try and train. Identifying the season that I have, I know what's worth doing. Now when it gets to January, I have more time to train because office shutdowns, people are less busy, and for myself, I have more time. For yourself, maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you only have 20 minutes per day. Maybe you can only train X amount of times per week. This is where you need to identify what you can do and what can you sustain. I used to be, as a trainer, I used to always enforce people, you need to train three times per week, 30 to 45 minutes. Then I later realized that this was an unsustainable habit because they had to always try and get such a high barrier for three days per week. So maybe now as a more advanced trainer and also a little bit wiser as well, turning a little bit older and starting to actually have the real life problems that everyone had as opposed to when I was 18 and also very time rich. I wanted people to go, okay, what can you do daily that's not gonna burn you on both ends? Maybe this is a walk for 15 minutes every single day. Maybe this is one push up every single day and start to build that up. Maybe it's a 15 minute workout at home every second day and then every other day, you're gonna go for a walk. These are such easy exercises that you can do all the time. Now, of course, if you have the time to establish a training program, go for it. There are two ways to do things. You can either do it with a reduced amount of time every single day so you don't burn yourself out, of course, and that's a great benefit for people who can establish this. Or what you can do is a larger amount of time for less during the week, so you still have recovery. And for me personally now, 
it's more times per week with less amount of time. 30 to 45 minutes per workout, three to four times per week, is a lot more sustainable for myself than I used to be able to do three hours, four days a week. That's because my lifestyle has changed and the season of my life has changed. So for yourself, try and find something out. It doesn't have to be perfect at this point in time. We can change that program later on, but finding the time is always gonna be the hardest thing. So yourself out there, what can you do? I'll give you some ideas from beginner to more intermediate. If you've never stepped foot in the gym, go to the gym, walk 10 minutes every single day. If you don't wanna do a gym membership, walk around your neighborhood for 10 to 15 minutes per day. After that, you start to stack it on top. Maybe you've already joined the gym. Now let's do 10 minutes of walking and 10 minutes of weights. Do that for 20 minutes, three times a week. Maybe now when you go to the gym, you're just gonna do three days a week of 20 minutes of weights, and every second day, you're gonna walk for 15 minutes outside of your office hours or when you actually find the time for it. Then we start to establish and gamify this. Let's hit 7,500 steps every single day and train weights 30 minutes four times per week. And that's how you start. Now, for those of you out there who are ready for that bigger jump, go straight into the gym. Start researching some exercises and do it. Better yet, you can also join our free six-week program that will help you with this. Now, this will give you access to my app, which has video explanations on how to do this, how to do the exercises. You just have to show up, do the sets and reps, ask the questions in our support group if you need help as well. And hopefully, you'll get there. I think you will, because I wrote this program myself. I ran it several times to make sure it works, and I kept it simply basic enough so that you can establish the habits to become the healthier person of yourself. Now, just to make sure we understand what's been going on here, I wanna make sure that you know what you're doing. So there we have it. Those are the steps that you can establish for your fat loss journey in 2023, and I hope it helps you out. I'm only talking from a point of review and reflection because this is stuff that I did last year when I was going through my Fit by 30, and I never wanted to become a 30-year-old with all these injuries which I could have prevented. Hopefully, this is something you're gonna take seriously. Take action as well, and if you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. If you have questions, email me. My email is gonna be in the description box below, and if you found this useful, please like and share this leave a comment or review on all your podcasts or on YouTube because we want to share this information with people out there and hopefully change their lives as well. Take care, everybody, and keep building momentum. I believe that you're going to get really far.